0: Well hello once again. I am Dr. Dave Martin and I'm your host for this podcast we call Positive Leadership. In this episode we'll finish our discussion of the five elements of emotional intelligence by discussing some important soft skills that are needed for effective emotional intelligence in the workplace. And more importantly we're going to also discuss how you can take some steps to improve your soft skills. Now in a earlier podcast, I talked about the importance of being able to write and speak effectively. And I discussed how critical these were to leadership. It's as simple as this. If you become known as someone without good writing or speaking skills, you will soon bump into a solid brick wall in your leadership development efforts. So if you know that you're lacking expertise in either one of these areas, it's essential that you take the time and effort to find training or education to help you overcome shortfalls in this area. The same goes for your communication soft skills. Being able to communicate effectively allows individuals to express their emotions clearly and accurately, which is essential For building relationships and resolving conflicts. Effective communication also involves active listening, which is hearing and understanding others' perspectives and feelings. But I wanna look past the fundamental social skills of writing, speaking, and communication, and dedicate most of this podcast to talking about the more advanced social skills that are essential to exercising emotional intelligence in the workplace. Specifically, I wanna talk about teamwork, problem solving, and relationship building skills. Let's start with teamwork. Collaborating with others requires individuals to be aware of their emotions and how they affect the team. Working with others and understanding their emotions is absolutely essential for creating a positive and productive work environment. While we often think about leading teams when it comes to teamworks and leadership, teamwork can exist on several different levels. In my current work as a consultant, I'm constantly bringing teams together from different agencies and even different organizations to accomplish complex tasks, often without having any kind of line authority over these various team members. This has a tendency to complicate even the simplest of tasks, as people from different companies and different agencies often have very different agendas. And these agendas often clash with my goals to complete the task that's at hand. But as a team leader in this situation, I liken my task to that as an orchestra conductor. In this situation, It's ultimately my job to bring people together from the various departments and organizations at the appropriate times and leave people, sort of, I won't say out of the loop, but not bother people when I don't need to. So I recently oversaw a very complex project of integrating two specific computer systems that spanned 14 different time zones and involved people from two companies and two distinctly different government agencies. Now this effort required frequent communication between all the players and a lot of management and leadership skills to complete the task. It required a lot of preparation, a whole lot of patience, a lot of problem solving, and constant communication throughout the effort to see the project through to a successful conclusion. You know, at one point when we were integrating these two systems, I had five different teams all trying to talk over each other. Now, it took some assertive leadership on my part to stop all the chaotic conversations and have the various teams talk to each other in some sort of logical order. I felt like I was a musical conductor, but instead of a musical score, I was constantly trying to lead the discussions in some semblance of order. And I'll tell you, sometimes it was pretty difficult to do. Now, it took us five hours to complete this integration task, but compared to other efforts at other places, it's taken as long as two or three weeks. So I felt that given the complexity of the task, that we achieved a great deal of success in only a half day's effort. This was in no small part because of the strong teamwork with each one of the team members understanding their roles and responsibilities and everyone using the soft skills needed to conduct themselves in a team situation. So understanding how to lead a team and understanding how to be a team member is a very important soft skill to have in the workplace now another advanced soft skill that i want to talk about is problem solving the ability to identify analyze and solve problems involves emotional intelligence as individuals must be able to understand and manage their emotions effectively while they're making rational decisions now problem solving involves eliminating barriers and overcoming the many challenges that will hinder performance in the workplace by being able to quickly come up with innovative solutions to a wide range of business, organizational, and external environmental challenges. Problem solving usually has to also be done rapidly as many problem solving opportunities happen as a result of unexpected and often catastrophic events. As such, they must be approached in a calm manner and with an open mind and a broad perspective. Now those who aspire to ever-important leadership positions should continuously strive to improve their problem-solving skills. While there are some variations on problem-solving, the steps in problem-solving are pretty fairly consistent, and they include the following identifying and defining the problem. Before you jump right into implementing a solution that may or may not address the problem at all, you need to invest some time in understanding the scope and the nature of the problem so that you'll be in a better position to generate meaningful solutions to the problem before you begin to take action to solve the problem. The next step is analyzing the problem using data. Now, too many well-intended solutions to a problem don't solve the problem at all because they're based on someone's opinion and not grounded in meaningful and accurate data. So take some time to gather quality data. It's important because it allows you to look for patterns and ask the who, what, where, when, and why questions that will allow you to get a better understanding of the scope and impact of any given situation communicate, and be open-minded about the problem. You need to clearly and effectively relay the correct nature of the problem to be solved to all of your key stakeholders. You need to be open-minded about any feedback and other perspectives about the problem, and it's vital that you keep your team and key stakeholders engaged in helping you solve the problem to its logical conclusion. And finally, you need to develop some solutions. You need to be willing to think outside the box and you must be willing to to learn from your mistakes and your failures. In the process of developing solid problem-solving skills, you're gonna make mistakes. That's a natural part of the process. The unfortunate truth about many corporations and organizations today is that they have a low tolerance for mistakes, which really means they have a low tolerance for any kind of risk. And it's very, very hard to push through solutions in these environments and make consistent and good decisions that lead to solid solutions to problems. But what I've learned is that good problem solvers in these more staid, conservative, and low-risk environments tend to really shine because despite all the obstacles, they're known as people that can just get things done. Translation... They're willing to take risks. Now, finally, let's talk about another area of some advanced soft skills, and that's relationship building skills. Now, one of the most important, yet underrated set of soft skills that are essential to leadership are skills that are needed to build alliances and relationships in the workplace. I can tell you that most of my most successful achievements have come when I've been placed in situations where I was only the de facto team leader and I had no formal line authority. As you become a more seasoned and experienced leader, you're gonna be faced with more and more situations where you have to deal with a lot of external stakeholders that have a lot of different agendas, and in most cases, you have little, if any, control over these stakeholders. In most of these cases, In order for you to move forward towards your goal, you're gonna have to use a lot of finesse and persuasive skills to move the team and stakeholders forward to your mutually desired goals. Relationship building also means that you have to go out of your way to build informal alliances with really everyone that you come in contact with in the workplace. Your subordinates, your peers, your bosses, your customers, and even your key external stakeholders. What this practically means is that you always have to work the value-added angle. What do I mean by this? It means that every professional relationship needs to be based on a value principle. In the professional workspace, your professional peers won't be eager to work with you if you're not bringing value to the relationship. One-way relationships where it's all gimme, 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 and you're not willing to invest in the relationships, tend not to work. This means that you have to be more than just nice to people. You have to develop intentional strategies to help others by seeing how you can help them do their own jobs better. Now, I have often stepped way out of my comfort zone to help other professionals in areas that are way beyond my formal scope of work, but I do have some expertise in. And as a result, over months and years, I have developed a real extensive network of professionals in a wide variety of professions that I can rely on to provide me assistance when I need it. You know, as important as relationship building is for emotional intelligence and leadership, it is often well not developed in a lot of leaders. And I think this is because a lot of leaders don't recognize the strong value of these informal relationships. In fact, I didn't until many, many years ago I was forced into a situation early in my career as an officer, and the only way that I could garner any cooperation from people was through getting others to see the value that they got by cooperating with me. And boy was that an eye opener. You know, another reason why a lot of leaders don't go out of the way to develop their relationship building skills is because honestly This takes a lot of time, and it's time that a lot of leaders and managers don't think they have. But it is an important skill to have. And those leaders that take the time to work on their relationship building skills will often rise to the top in leadership. Soft skills are an essential aspect of emotional intelligence. Effective teamwork, problem-solving, and relationship-building skills are all critical soft skills that help individuals build stronger relationships, create positive work environments, and manage their own emotions effectively. By developing these soft skills, every one of us can improve our own emotional intelligence and become more effective communicators, leaders, and problem-solvers. Well. That's all I have for you today. I hope you really have enjoyed our series of podcasts on emotional intelligence. What it is, how to use it in the workplace, and how to improve on our own emotional intelligence as we all strive to become positive leaders in our organizations and make our work environments better places as we all strive to reach our own life goals. I'm Dr. Dave Martin, your host, for positive leadership, and I'll talk to you again real soon.